Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Boundaries podcast, a podcast where we interview faculty, students, staff, and alums of the Beyond Boundaries series of courses and the Beyond Boundaries program at Washington University in St. Louis. In this podcast, we aim to reach across the digital divide and highlight engaging stories told by Beyond Boundaries faculty and students at WashU and their ideas for future work and play. We hope to give you a window into what Beyond Boundaries is, featuring the next generation of interdisciplinary thinkers and collaborators whose aim is to leverage curiosity across disciplines in an effort to solve some of the most complex and challenging problems we face in the world today. My name is Rob Morgan, and I am the director of the Beyond Boundaries program at WashU and a teaching professor in the area of design and the performing arts department. Enjoy the show. All right, my guest today is Jessie Wills. She joins us from her hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it's our first podcast interview of a student who is joining the program, the Beyond Boundaries program in the fall of 2020. Um, so she is an early decision admit into the program uh, and is uh, hopefully anxious to, to join all of us together on campus uh, in the fall. Um, and uh, she has a really fascinating backstory. Her big question um, that she wrote in her supplementary essay for Beyond Boundaries is a combination of anthropology and fashion design. Um, but uh, just first off, welcome, Jesse. Thanks for joining uh, the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's good to talk to you. Um, first off, how are things? How are things where you are? Um, it's going well. Um, adjusting to this new life of being inside most of the time and right. social distancing. Right. Um, and you're, you're finishing yeah. up your final year of high school? Yes. Yeah. And how has that transition been, at least for, uh, of course, I'm in, intimately in, uh, aware of what's happening on the college level, but how are things moving online in a high school setting working out? Um, for me, it's been pretty smooth. Um, we transitioned online about two weeks ago, and um, I'd say it's probably a bit of a less of a course load uh, or workload right now, um, but also it's taken a lot of energy to get used to Zoom conferences and all of that. Right, um, right. But yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Um, well, we're so delighted that you're part of this cohort coming in. We're still identifying um, uh, students that are uh, enrolling in the regular decision portion of admissions, but um, we have 25 already in the early decision phase, and you are one of those. Yeah. I was uh, really, I was rereading your, your application essay this morning, and I'm kind of fascinated by it and about what kind of uh, a cross-school uh, dance you, you'd like to do. So let me read just a little bit of that, that you'd like to explore connections between anthropology and fashion design, Specifically, you'd like to focus on global health through the lens of anthropology to, to discover how fashion affects people's social, physical, and mental health. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? What kind of gave you that idea? Yeah, um, I guess a bit of backstory on my interests. Um, I've been interested in fashion design for a while, or just fashion in general. Um, and this summer, I this past summer, I did a program at Parsons School of Design in New York um, for the visual presentation of fashion, where I basically developed my own collection and learned how to illustrate um, an entire collection. And um, 
mine was based on adaptability oh. um, and kind of the idea of being able to use your clothes in multiple settings and going day to night or especially mm. in New York City if you have to weather the elements. Um, that kind of idea. Um, so the adaptability so, of a single garment, like you could take a garment and have it um, serve multiple issues uses. Oh, sorry, you cut out. Sorry. So you mean adaptability from the point of view that uh, it would serve multiple uses over the course of a given day, perhaps? Yes, that's kind of the idea. Huh. That's um, fascinating. Lots of zippers, buckles, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that kind of showed that experience showed me that I liked design, but I also liked designing for a purpose. Um, and I'd been interested in global health as well. Um, and I was like, how in the world would these two interests of mine connect? Mm-hmm. Um, but as I thought about it, um, both fashion and health have to do with how humans interact with their environments and how kind of, I guess, like with fashion, the way you dress is how you present yourself to other people. And that also reflects um, the type of environment you live in, in terms of weather, or what type of work you do. Um, And then with global health, a lot of the determinants of your health have to do with where you live and what type of culture you live in Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So it's kind of looking at fashion and global health through a lens of anthropology. Yeah, it seems fascinating. I can't wait to see what you do across these schools. It's it's kind of your essay, (laughs) I think appropriately says that that the Beyond Boundaries program gives you this unparalleled opportunity to cohesively sew your interests together. <laughs> Pun intended. Which I thought was yes. great. That was a great way to end that essay. Puns are good. Puns are good. Um, well, this is kind of fascinating. I, I'm reminded somewhat of uh, a workshop I did a few years ago where I go, uh, I work with a company called COCA, Center of Creative Arts, and there's a business side of COCA that means I, I go to companies and talk about being creative and how they can seize creativity as a as a weapon in what they're doing and uh it was a a group of i remember it was uh accountants bank accountants and i said kind of offhandedly i said now we're all creative you know i believe every one of us is creative and there's this one woman in the front row who is like we're not all creative don't say that we're creative and um that's a terrible impression of her i hope she's not listening but um so she said, uh, I'm not creative. And I said, uh, well, ma'am, you, uh, this morning, you put on that blouse with that skirt and those shoes and you look great. You know, like that's a, a creative act mm-hmm. from, from the moment you woke up, uh, you, you were creative. And <laughs> I think that, yeah. I don't know what she said after that, but it wasn't, you know, like it wasn't go away or shouldn't march out of the room. So that's good. That's my bar. I guess if, if workshop attendees don't march out, then I've done my job. But um, uh, it's kind of interesting to think of, of fashion and how it is a creative act and how it can, uh, depends obviously, as you say in your, in your essay, um, on uh, factors such as social status, personality, culture, and environment. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of great. I'm, I'm glad that this program is 
hopefully going to give you an opportunity to sort of, um, you've heard me probably say on webinars, taste all the ice cream and kind of, you know, find mm. out which, which flavors go together given your, uh, your interdisciplinary interests. So um, that's great. Mm. Um, your essay also mentions that you were, you went to Ghana. Can you talk a little bit about that on, on mission trips, medical mission trips? Oh, yeah. So my dad is um, an internal medicine doctor who has been associated with um, medical campus outreach at Vanderbilt. And so he's led a few medical mission trips to various places. Um, and Ghana has a special meaning for him. Um, and he's been there quite a few times. Um, he went when he was in college and it was just a life-changing experience for him. So he took us um, as a family. Um, first time I went, I was, I think, three. Um, oh, wow. And then, <laughs> yeah, I was, I don't remember it at right, all. Right. Um, and then the next time was for a mission trip and I think I was six. Um, so I don't remember a lot, but I do remember just playing with kids in the villages that we went to and following them around and just kind of soaking in this completely different culture right. than my own. Um, and it was really a cool experience. Um, and we also went to Nicaragua for um, a mission trip when I was, I think, 14. So hmm. I remember that obviously a lot better. Sure. Um, and with that trip, I also spoke a little Spanish at that point. Um, so I was able to connect with people on a deeper level and kind of understand their culture in a new way, which was really fun for me. Nice. In, in immersing yourselves, yourself in those environments and those cultures, did that have, um, clearly it's written in your essay, but I assume it has some impact on what you'd like to do and, and in particular the, the fashion aspect. Did you take special note while you were there of what people were wearing and how it was uh, perhaps adaptable and utilitarian in a sense? Um, I think in my in my experiences abroad, I've noticed definitely different fashion or clothing choices that have to do a lot with um, the culture and seeing kind of the meaning behind the clothing that they wear. Um, a lot of um, indigenous cultures in Central, in Central America um, wear different patterns on their clothes and I thought that that was really cool because your pattern has to do with what um, kind of subculture you're a part of um, or different towns and villages that people are from sure so I thought it was really cool to see kind of how fashion can give you a sense of belonging mm -hmm. to a certain culture um, sure and also I mean yeah that's basically it <laughs> yeah and I guess in another another um environment, a different uh, group of people, you could identify before meeting someone even what village they're from based on what they're wearing, if I understand correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Interesting. Huh. That sounds like these are really valuable experiences um, that you had as a, as a kid, as young as three. <laughs> um, yeah, and I will say, um, I'll add on an experience I had recently, actually, after I wrote that essay. Um, that kind of combines global health and fashion. 
Sure. Um, I went to Ethiopia in January um, during this three-week period that my school calls Winterum, um, where students do internships in Nashville and abroad. Um, and they can also do like academic travel trips with the school. But I went alone to Ethiopia and stayed with um, some missionary families there. Uh, and I interned with an organization called Ethiopia Act, which provides healthcare and other services to basically the poorest people in Addis Ababa. Mm. Um, and what was cool is my internship had everything to do with global health and learning about the social determinants of health um, and seeing how culture and poverty and environment affect someone's health. Um, and I also got to visit this workshop that produced leather bags for um, a store here in Nashville called Able, um, which is an ethical fashion brand. And it gives jobs to women, a lot of them who were in the sex industry or other slave jobs and things like that. Wow. Um, and so it was really cool to see how fashion could help people yeah. improve their own lives in that way. Um, and huh. so that trip was a really cool kind of, that was like a mini experience of what I'm hoping to study in college. Sure, sure. Yeah, I know we were talking before I, we started recording about the costume design area of my department, uh, Performing Arts. Um, we've got a great costume mm -hmm. design professor in that area named Nikki Glaros, and she's um, very, I think, socially conscious as well as a, a terrific costume designer. And we've had a lot of students kind of cross over um, in that way. Um, um, this is kind of great. Uh, so there's actually a, um, speaking of, um, uh, I'm trying to look up his name. There's a fashion designer I saw, speaking of Coca, and I'm going to try to say his name, Wally Oijade. Um, he, yeah. uh, he was a, as a, a lawyer actually, and a musician and a fashion designer. He's like a Renaissance man. And he was, his talk was so fascinating to me. And he, I think I might've, um, maybe sent you a link, um, on to his work, but he, he made this observation going to a, a third world country and taking his clothes and putting them on someone of a sort of low class in, those, in that environment suddenly changed uh, not only uh, maybe that person's opinion of themselves, but most importantly, like how that person was viewed in the society mm. that they were living in. So someone who, uh, you know, would have been a homeless person that's, that would have just been walked right by um, is suddenly elevated in a sense to this, this status, which was amazing to see. And um, he made sure that to yeah. point out that he wasn't doing it for himself. He was, he actually paid these people um, who he found to fashion his clothes and he paid them a decent wage and, um, really kind of changed their life. One one young man in particular, I recall, took the money and to sort of um, pursue his love of soccer and become a professional soccer player. So um, okay. anyway, I, I, I'm fascinated by this idea that clothes can change perceptions and change a person mm -hmm. for in a positive way, you know. Um, and uh, you've kind yeah. of you've kind of touched on that. You know, this is why I think it's a 
fascinating and, and really unique kind of interdisciplinary uh, pairing that you've chosen. So um, I'm just so excited actually by, by what, you're, what you're doing and what you're intending to do, should I say. Um, I'm excited too. Yeah, good. I'd love to just talk a little bit about what, um, what other interests you have, like uh, just how you're passing the time maybe in this, in this new situation in which we find all of ourselves. Um, what other interests do you have? Do you, um, do you uh, have any hobbies? Um, do you play video games? <laughs> what kind of things do you do, you do on the side? Video, video games would be my brother. Um, okay, gotcha. But Tag the wrong sibling. <laughs> yeah, um, I have been trying to work out some during this time. Uh, I used to do rowing for two years, oh, uh, my freshman yeah. and sophomore year, and I really enjoyed it, but it just ended up being too much of a commitment. Mm -hmm. um, it was like 24 hours a week. Wow. So I had to let that go, but um, I do yeah. enjoy working out, um, even going on walks. The rowing weather's is, been pretty nice here. Right. Rowing, correct me if I'm wrong, is usually a super early morning activity too. Is that right? Was that the case for you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we had, most of our practices were in the afternoon, but we did have morning practices when I would have to get up at 4 a.m. Wow. That's super early. Yeah. I used to, years ago, I lived in uh, Seattle. I taught at University of Washington. And now I teach at Washington mm -hmm. University, which is funny. But um <laughs> Uh, I remember I had a, I was lucky enough to have a view of the water of Lake Union and, and every morning at like 5.30 maybe, like the rowing team mm -hmm. would come by and they were, you know, they were loud, let's say. I mean, there was, there was uh, sort of like the stroke, 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 like heard over and over again. Yeah. And I would look out there and go, I, I don't know if I could do that. That's so early. Like, that's just, I'm not even conscious. So, uh, let alone like actively rowing. <laughs> So yeah, I'd be a liability on a rowing team for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that's cool. So what, so you're trying to sort of stay active, at least um, physically active. Um, but then uh, what else? Uh, uh, you're uh, living at home right now with some siblings, obviously, who are, um, you have one younger and one older sibling. Um, so the, mm -hmm. there's, I guess, five of you in the family. Yes. Total. Yeah. Under one roof. Um How's mm -hmm. that going? <laughs> Are you, can you tolerate it's, each other? <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic. Um, my older brother is very loud. He has a loud voice and he always plays music. Um, uh, gotcha. Which is great, but it's, the house can feel a lot smaller than it used to. That's for yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, but speaking of music, one of my other hobbies is um, all things having to do with Spanish and Spanish music. Oh. Um, as you can call that a hobby. Nice. But I really you, love Spanish music. Do you play an instrument? I do not. Uh -huh. But I am hoping to learn the guitar during this quarantine period. <laughs> nice. Because I have a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. I've actually had the same thought. I'd love to learn. I've never been able to devote the time. Um, I think I heard Conan O'Brien say not long ago that when you get to be my age, I'm almost 50 you you actually think uh -huh. about taking up like let's say in this case taking up guitar playing and going do i really have time left in my life <laughs> to pick up guitar cuz <laughs> you know of course when you when you take uh, pick up any kind of skill you're like well i want to be like really good at it and 
knowing zero, mm-hmm. literally zero about playing guitar, I'm like, do I have, do I have enough time left? <laughs> it's sort of sad to think of it that way, but. Um, oh dear. Yeah, but uh, no, sorry. Didn't mean to bring down the mood, but yes. If you're 18, I say go for it. Learn guitar, take up any kind of extra things you'd like. Um, cure cancer, yeah. whatever works. Um, this has been great. It's been good to to chat with you. I um, I think I told you before we started taping as well that uh, this is a great opportunity, I think, um, for current Beyond Boundary students, there's 32 in all, um, who are finishing up their first year to get to know you before they even get to know you, you know, that they have a chance to to learn a little bit about you. So when you all are um, finally on campus together, um, they can go, oh, you're Jesse Wills. I, I know who you are. I, I listen to your podcast. Um, so yeah. thanks for cohesively sewing your interests together <laughs> in a way here that's been kind of fun to, to get to know you a little bit better. So um, I really appreciate, yeah, I super appreciate your time and doing this um, and uh, look forward to, to, uh, to welcoming you to campus more officially. But uh, in the meantime, sure. I, I wish you and your family the best of health. And um, yeah, I hope you, you tolerate your brother, brothers <laughs> moving forward. Oh, they're great. If your brother's anything like I was to my sister, I, I pity you. I was terrible to my sister growing up. I was, I was so mean. So many, so many pranks. I sh- I'd love to take back. Um, oh, but well. uh, anyway, good to talk to you, Jesse. Thanks. Thanks so much for your time here. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, and be safe. All right, you too. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Boundaries podcast. We're glad you did. Please subscribe.